Love Talk Radio. Knowledge is being buried. Truth is being hidden. Schools where truth and knowledge are supposed to be exposed are being covered by nepotism, favoritism, politics, and racism. And Africans continue to suffer at the hands of this oppressor. How could something like public schools go so bad, so quickly, in front of our very eyes? Maybe because it was never what it seemed to be. Let's unplug our minds from this racist matrix and find wisdom, knowledge, and truth in the mind beneath the school with your host, Mama Adana Aina Aluwasi. And finally, 
for our children and their children and future generations of Africans to come, that they too in their time will vindicate our race from all adversaries and continue to imprint upon the world the great genius of African humanity. We pour libation, hashe. May the venerable African spirit engulf this occasion to reaffirm our Africanness. It is done, hashe, hashe, hashe. Good evening again, 11 o'clock, and I will be with you until the midnight hour when we will greet another day. Today, uh, the uh, topic of this show is the short walk from school to prison. I had addressed this issue before. Uh, Before I I actually begin this show, I wanted to say that uh, my guest tonight will not be here she won't be here because I didn't tell her that I had changed dates. Tara, if you're listening, I'm sorry, my my bad. Um, but she will be with me, you know, once we get together and I give her the phone number and everything like that. She will be with me next Tuesday. I kind of, like I said, I I was feeling a little inhibited there doing Sundays. I don't know. I I wasn't feeling it. I I feel better Tuesday in the evening in the in the in the late hour. I I don't know. I just I feel more. Uh, I don't know, I feel more vivacious. But anyway, the topic of today, so it's just going to be you and I. Uh, the phone call, the phone uh, number, if you want to call in, is 516-418-5575. Again, if you feel like calling in on whatever it is, topic that I am discussing today, it's 516-418-5575. As I said last time, I will be accepting phone calls from now on. And at this late hour, you know, if you're up, can't sleep or whatever, give me a call and, and let's talk about this this, this thing. Uh, prison, that short walk from prison, from school to prison. Now, I, you know, I, Sunday I kind of hit on a few things, and I want to, I want to bring that back and then and then uh, do a sankofa and look back at it and then move forward on it. Um, I'm not feeling this election. I'm not feeling politics at all. And politics, okay, has a lot to do with the miseducation of African children in the city of Philadelphia, in the city of Atlanta, in the city of Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles. Pick one. It doesn't make any difference. But because I am in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is my home, and I love Philadelphia, this is this is what I'm talking about. And I'm going to show you the connection between cities because there isn't uh, uh, that much of a difference between our cities. As a matter of fact, wherever there is a conglomeration or a large population of Africans, you will find that the, we are all being handled kind of in the same way. Our demographics, you know, when now you're talking about the 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 uh, false rising middle class, black middle class, which is really not the, the the rising class at all. As a matter of fact, it's falling. The class that is rising, as far as black people are concerned, which some people might say that's great, is the upper class, and it is the actually and and the lower class. And the middle class is being wiped out, and there's a reason for that also, which also has to do with the miseducation of African children. 
I'm, I want to go national, and then I'm going to go state, and then I'm going to go local. Nationally, we have this, these, these debates going on. And I don't know about anybody else, but I can't tell the difference anymore. You know, I've been voting Democrat my whole life. You know, and I put quite. I put some presidents in there, and I've lost a few elections. But I've always been a Democrat, always. I was raised a Democrat, as most of us were that are around my age. And Africans living in America as a whole. We weren't always Democrats. You know, when Lincoln freed the slaves, we was Republicans. And we were Republicans until Roosevelt. That's a long time to remain loyal to anybody. So we're talking about 1865. I think Roosevelt first went into office, and somebody, you know, can correct me if I'm wrong. But it was 1865, and we're talking at least 1942, World War, uh, World War Two, 1942. That's about right. So it was a good. Uh, and it wasn't a hundred years, but it was close to a hundred years before we, as a people, as a collective people, and that's important. It was the first paradigm shift Africans took as a whole. It was actually the first agenda that we ever had. Moving, I mean, an agenda where we all, as on a grassroots level, all the way through, took a change and went from one party to another. Okay? We didn't, we haven't done that often. We have never really presented as a people an agenda, and I feel now we're just being taken advantage of and I'm not going to be a Democrat anymore. I am not. I am not going to say what I am. Though I am moving socialist, I am moving closer and closer to the, the Socialist Party. I'm liking what I hear from them. I, I haven't seen a candidate. I. I. But I like the platform. And to me, the platform is more important than the man because the platform is the agenda. My agenda must reflect my people. It must reflect my Africanness. It cannot be it cannot be whitewashed anymore. This is insane. That's why Donald Trump and 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 I and on Sunday, I brought up the point, and this is even more frightening. Not not just the 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 the, the agenda of Africans is important. And we're going to discuss that because we don't have one. People expect to get our vote, a Democratic vote, and to keep it moving. We didn't make them promise anything. We never do. They pick and choose when they go. I mean, the only place where you could probably get an African agenda, the NAACP conference, and maybe CORE, the Congress of, of Racial Equality, you know, th- those conferences that they have and they invite the president, and they pick and choose. Sometimes they don't go to either. I don't think Obama went. Why? He didn't have to promise us anything. We- our agenda was a collective agenda that we were going to have a black president. That was the agenda. We never asked for anything. We never asked for better schools. We never asked for better housing. We never asked for better jobs. We never asked for a pay raise. We never asked to stop police brutality, and it wasn't until our children were being murdered, and they're still being murdered in the street at an alarming rate. 
And these aren't new agendas. That is a, these are agendas that we have just forgotten about. We're not asking for anything. We have to wait until, and it's usually the youth, and that's okay. That's okay to the young. That's where the miseducation of African children also comes. It should be the youth that ask for these things. As elders, we should be teaching. It is about time that some of our black leaders sat down somewhere and taught a class, got a group of African uh, 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 men and women that they want to mentor and sit down somewhere and relax and mentor each other. Give them your knowledge and your wisdom and let them go forth. But anyway, we never asked for anything. The 60s was the only time when we actually, during the Civil Rights Movement, the Black Panther Movement, the Black Power Movement, where we had a collective agenda and we asked for, we, we had, people knew what we wanted. And we were unyielding. And, they, and, and, and we were getting some of the things that we wanted. We needed to keep that fight up and then it just fizzled out. And now what it is is that it's taken for granted. Democrats take that vote for granted. And we have not gotten anything in return. We have not gotten, we, we haven't gotten anything. And I'm sorry. And don't shoot this messenger. I, I, we got Obama as president, but I don't see any improvement. He has been the most disrespected president. And there are things that have happened to him while he has been in office that I totally disagree with. Of course, as a black woman, I would have to. But I'm talking about his treatment of us. We shouldn't have the things like like brutality in the police, brutality in the streets. And if you think about the things that I talked about, education, food, the, 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 the food that we get to keeping supermarkets open in black communities so that that way we can eat healthy, that's not very – we're not asking for deep things. And I want you to listen to something. I, I, I want you because I, we have, in order for us to move back, move forward, we have to look back at something. Does anybody anywhere, whether you're young or you old, remember the Black Panthers 10-point program? 1967, I believe, when they came out with this 10-point program? The things that they expected and they demanded from the government, from the United States, we want freedom, we want power to determine the destiny of our black and oppressed communities. We want full employment for our people, really? And you've got people out there working in fast food restaurants, the majority of them black, who are asking for a pay raise. We want to end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black and oppressed communities. We believe that this racist government has robbed us, and now we are demanding the overdue debt of the 40 acres and the mule. Okay, maybe you don't agree with that, but we are entitled 
to dignity. We have been robbed. We are still the only collective communities whose businesses are not owned by our own. This has been going on forever. We want decent housing, fit for shelter of human beings. And what did we get? We got the projects. Now we have, now what we have, now we do have affordable housing, and it is very nice. You have to give up your entire life for that. Them sisters that's living in there now with their kids, and it's nice. I've seen them in Philadelphia. They're very nice. But you have to give up everything in order to live there. You are inspected because you are not, because you are, and, 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 and your houses are inspected, I mean, at random, to make sure that you're taken care of because they don't believe that you could actually, you don't know how to take care of anything. That's what they're saying. I I can't. I'm going to leave that where it was. We want decent education for our people that exposes the true nature of the decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in present-day society. African-centered schools, we still asking for that. We still asking for new textbooks. We want completely free health care for all black and oppressed people. I can't believe this. And I'm not even going to discuss. Some of these I'm not even going to discuss because we've already heard these. We want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people and other people of color, all oppressed people inside the United States. That was number seven. We want an immediate end to all wars of aggression, like Rodney King, okay, and thereafter, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, I went all the way back to Rodney King. I just got finished watching Straight Outta Compton. So it just reminded me of that. But that's how far back we're going and we're still, and even before that, lynchings, and even before that, slavery. Number nine, we want freedom for all black and oppressed people now held in the United States federal, state, county, city, and military prisons and jails. We want trials by a jury of peers for all persons charged with so-called crimes under the laws of this country. That still goes on. Or have we forgotten the Central Park Five as recently as that? Matter of fact, there was another incident about some kids that were accused of raping a, a, a woman in the park and it turned out to be her father, or a child in the park, and it turned out to be her father. I, you know what, anyway. And finally, number 10, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, peace, and people's community control of modern. And this one kind of, because I, I was reacquainting myself with this, and control of modern technology. Wow. Where did that come from? I don't know, because under that number 10, they go on to quote the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I guess that was a way of ending this thing. But control of modern technology. Well, where in the world did that, where the hell did that come from? And isn't that exactly what we're trying to do right now? 
Maybe the technology has changed. But if we were begging for it back then when there were still phone booths and people still had, you know, when your mom still put a lock on the phone on the on the rotary dialer, that was technology. There wasn't no computers. People used had a typewriter. That technology, and we didn't have control of that then, and we still don't have control now. Though a black man invented the cell phone. I don't, I don't understand why we are still begging for these things. I don't understand why I feel it necessary to even have a radio show about the miseducation of African children. We haven't gotten that right yet. We went from when slavery, when it was against the law, to learn how to read and write, and we still acting like it's against the law. And since I went back in time to talk about national problems, I just, I I remember when Malcolm was talking about the same thing. And all you have to do is, because I don't, I don't remember the title of the speech that it was, but just punch in Malcolm X and then punch in Chump, and that speech will come up. Where he said, when you have a collective black vote and you are determined to put the Democrats, at that time he was talking about John Kennedy, into office, and you put them first, <coughs> excuse me, and they put you last. Okay, so you don't even have to remember John Kennedy being in office. You can look at what we're talking about right now, where you have put them first, and he was talking about Democrats. And once they are in office, they have put you last. You're a chump. And that's what I am. I'll point the finger at myself. He said, you're a chump, and you're a traitor to the race. How can you not? Excuse me. And this was during a time when we had very few, if any, black congressmen and senators. <coughs> Excuse me. We we didn't have any at this time. Okay, it wasn't until later in the sixties, after all of this had happened, when the black Black Panthers made all that noise that we actually started getting, we had our first black senator, and then we had Shirley Chisholm, and we had our first black representative. <coughs> that was that happened all after, and I think the majority of that happened after, I mean, we had black senators after, you know, please don't misunderstand me, we had black elected senators at, uh, during the Reconstruction. That doesn't count because they didn't stay long. I'm talking about, and then it became illegal. And then we had to fight for our vote and all that kind of thing. But right after the Civil War, yes, before, I don't want anybody to call in and say that's not true. Yes, right after the Civil War and we got our freedom, we did elect uh, uh, black senators. 
you know, uh, uh, whites didn't really weren't thinking about that. They were trying to rebuild the South, and they didn't realize all these black people. Now they had a vote, and that changed very quickly. That didn't last long. I'm talking about after all of these other things, you know, the, the Voting Rights Act, and the, the Civil Rights, all that, all of that had to be re, re, brought in and, and redone again. That we had our first senator and our first, you know, representative and all that kind of thing. But when Malcolm made this, that wasn't happening. And we were voting Democrat once again during that time. The agendas that we had as a collective were happening. But he was saying about Kennedy that you you had this and you need to bring that to him. That we shouldn't have to, to go through what we were going through during the civil rights movement. That we should have laid that out before Kennedy was put into office, and once again, we should have been doing that throughout, from Kennedy on, to this day. And I am proclaiming on this day, I am not giving my vote away. I am not, and I am I am not giving it to the Democrats. I'm not feeling Bernie, and I'm not feeling Hillary. I'm just not. They say in that same old stuff, I would have liked Bernie if Bernie had stayed socialist and independent. But he put that suit on. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, they made, they have a couple of differences, but they, they, it's the same thing. And once again, the African born in America does not have an agenda. We do not have an agenda. We don't say this is what we want. And until it is addressed, we are not getting it. Everybody else does. Everybody else does. Everybody else has an agenda, and they have been getting that which they have been asked before. This is the mom beneath the school, and you are with your host, Mama Donna Ayinalawasi. Uh, if, in fact, you do feel the need to call in, if you up and you just want to voice an opinion, number is 516-418-5575. Again, that's uh, the mind beneath the school, and the number is five one six four one eight five five seven five. On a state level, and I, I, I said that, and and I want you to think about something else too, because and, and I'm going to be talking about this more uh, before I leave this about giving not giving my vote away. Donald Trump is getting away with everything that he wants to, and I'm going to tell you why. Because nobody is stopping him. And there is a reason for that. And I had brought this up on Sunday, last Sunday, or, you know, the, the, the show that I had this, this past Sunday, and I'm going to bring it up again in terms of my own profession, teaching. There are 4 million teachers in this country. Four million teachers in this country. The and 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 I will give you the numbers. Wait, because I I want you to understand this because I I said this before, but it bears repeating. It it needs to be repeated. Uh, four million teachers in this country. Here it is. I had to bring it up. 2011-2012, and these numbers have changed, and not for the good, but for the worse. Okay, the total number of teachers is close to four million, three million eight hundred and fifty thousand. 
out of that three million, seventeen point three, seventeen point three are black. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even say black; it says minority. And you got to watch that word minority because I because we used to think that that meant black. It does not. It does not. That's a collective. That includes Latino, Indian, okay, uh, uh, East Indian, uh, uh, Asian, okay. That's it's minority. But let's just say out of that minority, fifteen percent, fifteen percent. I know I'm being generous. Are black. Out of that percent, the ones who are being taught. A minority students are forty four point one percent. The percentage of the minority population is thirty seven percent, but the ones that are being taught by predominantly white teachers is forty four percent. That's so disproportionate. I don't even know I don't even know what that would look like on a graph, on a chart. Okay, that that's that's insane. That means the majority of the African Children born in America are being taught by white teachers. Well, Mama, it sounds like you were a little prejudiced. It's not about being prejudiced. Here's the thing, because I'm going to bring this, I'm going to make the connection between that and Donald Trump. Everybody wants you to believe that it's just poor white trash that's voting for Donald Trump, and that's not true. You can't be winning by a margin that he's winning by, and the only folk that's coming out to vote for you is them poor white, the, 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 the poor white trash. You know you have a picture of them, tobacco chewing, uh, uh, corn liquor, beer swilling, nigger calling white folk from Slopjaw, Mississippi, living in trailer parks. You keep thinking that here. And we are going to wake up the day after the election day where we have been drugged and knocked out, and we're going to wake up in a cotton field, and we're going to be right back where we started, and everybody's going to say, well, I wonder how that happened. Because I will no longer be the chunk and the traitor to my race that Malcolm was talking about. Because I know I am not going to believe for a minute that those, what are we talking about, at least 3 million teachers? What was it, 44%? So we're talking about 2.5 million teachers. 2.5 million teachers all agree with my liberal agenda. I'm not going to believe that for a minute. I would be a chump if I believed that for a minute. You cannot possibly believe that everybody that you work with at your job, no matter what it is that you do, I don't care you low class, middle class, upper class, high class, no class, it doesn't make any difference. That you think that every white person that you brush up against in that environment agrees with your politics and wants you to have a piece, a piece of the American dream. 
we finally realized one little piece of a dream that a black man became president of the United States, and I believe we're going to be paying for that for a long time. Everybody who was voting for Donald Trump is not poor white trash. The ones that we see on television may be. But I'm talking about those white men and women that we don't hear from. They used to call them the silent majority. Those are the ones. I want to be a silent majority. I want people to start worrying about what I'm going to do with my vote. See, they see a black person, they already know what we're going to do with our vote. See, there's no question. See, all of a sudden now I want you all to go back to your jobs and start looking around. See, you're not really sure uh, what them water cooler friends of yours at your job or whatever it is that you do or wherever it is that you are. You're not quite sure what they're going to do. But they know what you're going to do. They can make an assumption that you are black and therefore you are going to vote Democrat Whoever it is that we we finally agree upon at the convention, that's who you're going to vote for, and nine times out of ten they will be correct. And I know my ratio is right. Nine times out of ten you're going to vote for that Democrat. They already know, and they also know it ain't going to do you no good. You're going to be the same person that you was. Ain't nothing going to change in your life because of this person. Last time that happened was when we had a collective agenda and we put Roosevelt in office. I'm going to say that again. The last time that happened, when we had an agenda that was met, when, when, when Roosevelt came in and came in with all those socialist agenda things, and actually that was just us and, 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 and being a part of the people, the working class, and he bought in Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, and he fixed all the things that 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 idiot Hoover broke, and he fixed it, and that was the last time we, as a collective, as a group, really enjoyed any kind of, I guess you would say, prosperity, for lack of a better word. Okay, I mean, they were still racist. Don't get me wrong, and and all that. But but we were we were able to join the unions. We were able to 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 go and and help build the, the cars, and to and 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 to raise our our middle class to a certain you know become part of the middle class and enjoy a little piece of that dream that everybody else had. We ain't had them for we ain't had them kind of times for a long time. Long time. And I'm not giving away my vote anymore. I'm just not. Moving to the state, now that I said what I had to get, and, and like I said, you be careful when you are looking at these, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. He, he don't need our vote. He don't need our vote to win, apparently. It's Hillary and Bernie that you got to be watching out for. And I don't trust neither one of them. I don't trust neither one of them to do anything for me because I'm not hearing anything new. 
Only thing that Hillary is doing is rehashing what Obama was has done. Okay, and bring out how disrespected he has been, which is true. Bernie is just trying to redo some of the things that Hillary is talking about, and it's the same old, same old. And once again, we don't have any agenda to bring forth. So once again, they are going to take our vote for granted, say, well, I know we got the black vote because we Democrats, and move on. When the gays were a collective force during the Obama, uh, 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 when Obama was running both terms, they got what they wanted. They were a collective force, and they had an agenda, and they marched in city upon city and on Washington with that agenda about health care, about marriage, equal rights. And they got what they wanted, the Latinos, Hispanics, the Spanish-speaking population were a united front. They had an agenda. It was a united national agenda. Everybody knew what they wanted. You're not going to treat us like leaf blowers. You're not going to treat us like that. We're not having it. My child is just as American as your kid. They were born here. And they got it. They had to work for it. It was ugly. They had to get in the trenches. But their agenda was heard. They may not have gotten everything, but they got it. What we get? Not a damn thing. Not one thing. Not unless it was residue left over from what somebody else got. Like the continuance of Social Security. Obamacare. Do you really feel that you're better off? Really, really? I mean, honestly, we try to stand by this man, and I can understand that, but are you really better off now than when you were then? Yes, we are proud. Yes, I am. That's not the point. We should have had a collective agenda. If for no other time, if not then, when? And presented this president, look, this is my vote. Hold on before you put your hand out to grab my vote. This is what I want. And it's going to get real dark up in here if I don't get it. We are seeing children being murdered now more than ever before. And that's a, a, in the street. Didn't have his name before, but hot dog it, I got it now. Rahm Emanuel stole an election in Chicago. In this man's city, by covering up the murder of a black child, that's insane. And the state of Pennsylvania is not much better, and I'm going to move to the state now. The state of Pennsylvania, where that ratio, where I was talking about black child to white teacher, where we have lost in Philadelphia 13% of the minority teachers that were here at one time. Because we're not offering anything. And the state, because I ain't going to stay in the state of Pennsylvania long, because I have never seen anything like this. They can't agree on a budget. 
and the budget that Wolf is coming up with, I'm not feeling it at all. You once again have cut educational spending. Everybody stands on the platform of education, but as soon as they get in the office, it's almost like it's invisible. Well, the kids got to go to school somewhere, I guess. They just, you know, we'll, we'll work it out sooner or later. And it's treated, especially if it's public, especially if it's public, because private, they pay their own bill. Public school funding is getting shafted in the state of Pennsylvania, and not just in Philadelphia all over, but I really don't care about all over. I am talking about how the state government is screwing over, once again, the city with the largest amount of black children that need education, Pittsburgh being second, I believe. We get the biggest cut. Now, everybody talk a good game. You know, we got this new mayor, Kenny C. And I know some people saying, oh, he, he's a real, you know, I read some articles, he's a real deal. Time will tell. They just had a thing. Kenny and, and his new boy uh, in charge of uh, school, uh, the head of the uh, city department of schools, whatever, and height the superintendent of schools of Philadelphia, said they 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 more into community schools. At first we had to first get a definition of what a community school, and basically it is the school where the children don't have to go very far. It's in their neighborhood. And not only is the school in their neighborhood, okay, but um, it, 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 it's funded by local business. And, you know, that, that sounds good. That sounds good. It hasn't happened yet. But they went to, and this is why I was going to make that connection, because it doesn't matter what city you're talking about. If you're talking about a city that has majority of African children born in America, being educated there publicly, you better look at it twice. And they went to Cincinnati, whose ratio is about ours, same as ours, disproportionate. But it seems like they had this thing, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, 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 community learning centers. And these community learning centers, this is another uh, name for public schools. But uh, um, there were 55 public schools, and they were turning them into community learning centers. And businesses and nonprofits, I'm, I'm reading this now from an article I read, and citizens would uh, reinvest in these public schools. And that a holistic approach will be taken, you know, some of the kids, just like in Philly, just like in Chicago, just like in Detroit, Atlanta, Los Angeles are homeless, they're hungry, they they are ridden with poverty, and they have a lack of medical care. And that this community learning center would, would, would address all of that. In other words, you would have nurses, because, you know, we don't even have any nurses in our schools, okay, anymore, in the public schools. Forget about that. Charter schools do. You know, you got to pay for them. <clears throat> but in public schools, they're, they're, they're none plus. And libraries, are, that's out of the question. And so they went to Cincinnati to see this, 
And they came back with all these wonderful ideas talking about this, you know. So I said, yeah. I said, that's interesting because you would figure nationally somebody would be talking about that, you know. So then I, I, I looked into it. And, uh, uh, oh, and they took Otis Hackney with them, who, if you didn't know, he was the principal of South Philadelphia. And now uh, he is the chief education officer. That's how I was trying to think of. He's the chief education officer. First of all, I read an article in the Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh, and I looked at there's only two schools, okay, that are actually trying this. And they said that the, 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 the census isn't in yet. No proof that Cincinnati has a working community learning center system. That's a quote. There is no proof that this this is working. There's none whatsoever. It's business as usual. It sounds good. They haven't even gotten the businesses. So let me get this straight because I, I want to make sure that I'm on my own same page. You went someplace where they had a good label to look at a school or two schools where it was supposedly to exist that it didn't exist came back with all this information that we are to do from a city that hasn't even shown any kind of improvement itself. Their numbers are still the same. Their their, their textbooks are just as old as ours. Their teachers are disproportionate as ours. You've shown us nothing. You wasted time. They could have sent you that information. They could have faxed you that information. You went there to look at something that didn't exist, and then you came back with a whole lot of smoke and mirrors. See, this is what I'm talking about. We'll see. Now I don't trust you because I'm not going to be lied to twice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. I posted that on my on my on my Facebook page. I said I don't know what you know worried about. Why should I even be worried about what my friends think? I got I got people that I'm related to. I walk right by and don't speak to. And I said on my Facebook page, and you could include people that I vote for. And this time, you can include people who won't get my vote. I'm not listening to a doggone thing that you said. Am I guilty of voting for Kennedy? Yes, I did. I did. He was a Democrat and I voted for him. I am not doing that anymore. Not without an agenda. And I'm and I am listening to what the socialists are saying because at least I agree with the platform and the agenda that they are putting out there. What is my agenda? And I am going to start going to these city council meetings. Now I'm back in the talking about went from federal to state to city. And I'm going to start going to these meetings. I'm tired of getting these sound bites on on the news and in the paper when really I should be there myself. And actually our district representatives should be having, which some of them do, and I'm going to start going to those. 
these town hall meetings. And I'm going to start having my own town hall meetings and recording them for this show. I'm going to have meetings in my own house. Bring people in from the community and see if we can't come up. Starting small. Starting small. Starting not even with the entire city. Just with my district. Just with my little first district. That's where I live. My little first district right here. What 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 are we doing here? You know, what is our agenda as a as a neighborhood? My agenda for community, since we're gonna do community schools, I like that idea. Don't get me wrong, I like the idea. I'm just mad because you lied about it. You came back with all this smoke and mirrors. You you, you don't even know we do have neighborhood businesses, okay? We do have supermarkets that could invest in their school, and they should, which is one of, part of my agenda. And this is my education, African scholar, uh, education for African scholars agenda. Fully employed schools with teachers proportionate to student ratio, proportionate to student teacher-student ratio, Okay. You have 80% African children, then you should have 80% African teachers. More African male teachers. New textbooks in every subject which reflect our culture and Africanness. Yes, it does sound a little bit like what the Panthers were talking about, but we ain't getting nothing that the Panthers were talking about, so my stuff is really new. Technology, like smart boards in every classroom, with training, at least 80% of the supplies and technology is bought from Africans born in America. I want us to buy our supplies from African people who were born in America or African people who weren't born in America but here now. I want us to start getting these contracts, and I'm not talking about them like those those under-the-table contracts. I'm talking about legitimate contracts, okay, 80%. Number six, schools that have training and certifications for students not going to college. Automobile, hair, hairdressing, so important to the young girls, you know, today. Barbershop, there's nothing wrong with that. They are legitimate ways of making a living, you know, a, a, a culinary cooking. Some charter schools are doing this, and they're doing a wonderful job. We need to see more of that. The public schools need to invest in more of that, lab technicians, things of that nature. School-owned businesses run by the scholars and operated with their own business plan and training in how to run and how a small business is run. That's their community. Every senior in the country has to do a community project. Why can't their community project be their own business? No matter what that business is. If, in fact, you're, you're, you're training them for graphic design and, and art, Okay, and we have businesses that are operated 
owned by the school and operated by the scholars so they'll understand how a business is run and operated so that they could be entrepreneurs and have their own business. You don't have to be a college graduate with a Ph.D. to run your own business. Ask Bill Gates. Number eight, ongoing neighborhood support with some kind of individual district rules that businesses contribute a certain amount of their taxes to neighborhood schools. Here we call them poppy stores. Every day them kids go and buy $10 worth of candy. Put some of that back in the school. At least pay for the dentist that's going to fix their teeth that are rotting away by all that candy that you're serving them and selling them. Put some money back in here. And I'm just t- talking about the new poppy. So I know that they're they trying to run a business like everybody else. But I'm talking about all these other people who have these businesses, the nail salon, the beauty salon, all of them. Put some of your taxes. I'm not saying out of your pocket and your profit. The taxes that you pay. Put some of that back into the schools. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but it sounds right. It sounds doable. Mandatory, parents, because I ain't left you out, mandatory amount of times that parents must attend parent-teacher either the days or nights, and we can make accommodations for each individual parent. Y'all got to start coming to these schools and seeing what your kids are doing. And I ain't talking about the kids. As a teacher, I know this. I ain't talking about the kids that's getting all A's and B's. I'm talking about those kids. Don't hide. Come on to the school so we can discuss. Why are you waiting for the phone call and then you don't pick up the phone? You're waiting for a message that you never respond to. I know schools where actually they are now sending people out to your homes. Do we really have to do that? Really? This is your kid. And number 10, schools have breakfasts and lunches that are nutritional and healthy. I, You know what? Because I don't even know sometimes what it is that these kids are eating, in, you know, especially in public schools. I, I just don't know where they get that from. I don't know at all. They need to be healthy. They need to be vegetables, not always all that meat and them hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. Put something in their stomachs that is nutritional that will help them learn and and, and, and replace sodas with juices. In Philadelphia, they are starting to do that, especially under Mayor Street, because he was real anal about that, and I will I will give him credit for that. But it is important. That was my ten points. What and when you present an agenda like that, will you get everything that you want? No. But at least I'm gonna walk into any of these town meetings that I talk to with my agenda and at least one of my one of my suggestions, two at the most, should be addressed. Because they should be we should be in agreement on some of these things. We have so many complaints. We need to honestly come together as a people in small groups, and then those smaller groups become larger. Then you're talking about your district. You're talking about your U.S. representatives. I was being Shaka Patel. 
and then you're even talking larger, your 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 senator, and then even your your U.S. senator, and then and then before you know it, now you have a national agenda that you are bringing to the table with other major cities. Mine deals with education, but it's economics, it's politics, it's everything. And bring it to a national forum and going to those the, 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 the conventions and having our agendas addressed. That's what delegates are for. And having that agenda addressed and not leaving until it is addressed. Going to Washington and demanding that some of these political action committees the same thing, making the congressional, I mean, we have a congressional black caucus. Has anybody heard from them lately? Every now and then, Representative Waters gets fed up. You know, every now and then we get somebody, we get a firebrand in there. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, John Lewis, every now and then we hear from him. But they're old. We need to start putting young people into these offices and making them accountable, training them and teaching them as elders. That goes for Al Sharpton, that goes for Jesse Jackson, that goes John Lewis. How long, long do you think he's going to live and who are we going to replace him with? My people, I have to go. I hope that, you know, even though I know you didn't call in, but at least you started to think about some of the things that I was talking about and uh, that we once again will come back together. I'm going to think about doing more than one or two shows a week. You know, we're going to keep it, but I will be back next Tuesday at 11 o'clock to be with you until the midnight hour uh, on the mine beneath the school. Hold on to your vote. Don't give it away. Okay, don't cheat our children out of a good education. Hold on to that vote. I'll see you later. Peace. Niggas are scared of revolution. But niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution. Because revolution is nothing but change. And all niggas do is change. Niggas come in for murder and change into pimping clothes. They hit the streets to make some quick change. Niggas change their hair from black to red to blonde. And no black hair that looks will change. Niggas kill other niggas just because one didn't receive the correct change. Niggas change from men to women, from women to men. Niggas change, change, change. You hear niggas say things are changing, things are changing. Black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day.